Welcome to October Movie News Roundup. Olivia, thank you for joining me. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. This is 100% my house that I'm recording in. Um, mm-hmm. Before we jump into, we're going to cover, uh, we're going to try to structure these episodes a little bit more um, organized from now on. We're going to do up and coming episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to cover what we're going to cover in the next couple of weeks. We're going to recommend releases for the month of November. And we are going to hit you with two or three big things that happened in the movie industry this week. Uh, but first, before we get into that, Olivia, you saw the French Dispatch this week. This week. This week. <laughs> this quiche. Uh, this quiche. And um, <laughs> what did you think about the French Dispatch? Okay. I really liked it. It was set up and, and told in a way that I was just not expecting. In you a know, good like, way or like, in a bad way? Like in a good way. Yep. Like I thought it was a cool way that it that Wes Anderson set it up for the story to be told. Yep. Um the way I was I was talking about it with one of my colleagues today at work and the way that he described it was or way I described it to him was that uh it's it's basically like you're walking through the magazine essentially. Yep. Ooh, whoa, almost broke my Apple Watch. That would have been whoa. upsetting. Don't do that. Um so I I liked that. I thought it was cool. It felt very Wes Anderson esque. Uh, what did you think of it? I loved it, and I think that in my letterboxed review, I said that it's the happiest I've been in a movie theater in a long time. And I think you part did say of it that. is I remember reading your review and remember seeing you say that, yeah. and I was just like, wow, I'm glad Isaac was really happy. I I and honestly, like seeing his movies on a big screen always make me happy because there's something warm and, and soothing and comforting about the symmetry um, mm-hmm. of his movies and the way he captures things. Um, but also like there was something kind of unexpected about Bill Murray and Jeffrey Wright as the emotional core at the end of the, toward the end of the movie and mm-hmm. how, how's I, I was just surprised that I was so emotional um, by the scene where he breaks or he, he pays Jeffrey Wright's bail and gets him out. And it's just a really quick mm-hmm. kind of tidbit from Jeffrey Wright to the audience about what kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his character's name, but Bill Car- uh, Bill Murray's character. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, because he comes off initially kind of like this very stoic, kind of tough, you know, editor. Yeah. But he kind of has that tough love where he like genuinely cares about people. Right. And so you see that with with him and Jeffrey Wright at the end. Also, I don't think that we talk about how great Jeffrey Wright is. Oh enough. my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. Um, he's got something a voice. That caught, he, he does have a voice like up there with like Morgan Freeman voice. Yep. It's just, it's just soothing. Yep. Like I'd listen to him tell a story or be God any day. Yep. Yep. So, well, it sounds um, like both of us would recommend everyone to go see French Dispatch. So, yes, go see French Dispatch. It is awesome. It's it's not even like it's just it's just like watching a magazine in a in a Mm -hmm. good way, in a really Mm -hmm. creative way. So, it's also really colorful. Very colorful. So colorful. Which is very different than what most movies feel like nowadays. And I know we've sort of talked about that. Um, we've, we've had, you know, Eric and Walter have talked about that a lot of like how dull 
a lot of movies are as mm-hmm. far as color scheme is concerned. Yep. And lighting. But speaking so. of colorful things, we know that Marvel movies are just really colorful in general and that they don't look like wet sure. concrete most of the time. Right. Um, we have the Eternals coming out this weekend. Um, speaking of wet concrete. <laughs> speaking of wet concrete. Um, you and I are going to cover Eternals this coming Saturday, the uh-huh. 6th. So we will have an episode out on November 6th, probably in the afternoon or evening. Um, but you mm-hmm. guys can be on the lookout for that. What, on a scale of 1 to 10, how, how like 1 being not excited, 10 being very excited, how excited are you for this movie or how much are you anticipating it? Because I feel I'm at like, like a 1. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Walter's here. Hello. Whoa, Walter. Where did you come from? I've been here the whole time. When we were we were game Whoa. playing last week, and we, we were like, okay, well, Walter's like, I'll be out of town, but Eternals is coming out that weekend. And we were like, I was like, Walter, me and Olivia can record it, and we can just throw it up on Zoom because we know people are going to listen to it and want to know like our takes. And you're like, okay, good, because I really don't want to see it. <laughs> Not interested It was so funny. At all. <laughs> Dude, the shots. I mean, we're talking about wet concrete, dude. So like, like every every like trailer I've seen, and there's a GIF going around on Twitter right now that like everybody's just dogging on. It's a shot of Angelina Jolie like sliding past some kind of stupid big animal with some stupid light up sword, and it has like zero impact. Like it just looks it looks like she's hitting something with a pillow, and she has this weird spin around, and the editing is so bad that like. It literally looks like a trailer for a PlayStation 3 game. Like, it is so... It looks not good. I... So, I I don't want to get into all of it because I've already read a a little bit about some of the plot of Eternals. But I... All I can say is, like, I'm... I'm just surprised that... I'm not... Okay, here. I'm not surprised that I'm not excited for this movie because I had really high expectations when they cast Kit Harrington as mm. uh, Dane Whitman, AKA the mm-hmm. black Knight, the black Knight mm-hmm. in Marvel comics is this guy who is a scientist. His father had an ebony sword that makes the user evil. And he becomes like an enemy of the Avengers. And I was like, this guy's going to be an Eternals, who, which is going to be directed by Chloe Zhao. Like, I'm all in. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, this, they're not taking any risks with this. Like the only time where I was like, okay, this looks like it's going to be weird and awesome was guardians and guardians delivered. Mm -hmm. And Marvel really hasn't, they, they, they've taken risks, but they haven't like really gone outside of their comfort zone. So I don't have super high expectations for this. Like, but Olivia, you and I are going to show up for it. Like we always we're do for every MCU and we're entry. Gonna be there. <laughs> we're going to give our opinions that maybe three people care about. Um, but we appreciate those three people. We do. Shout out to a those lot. three people. Woo. Means um, a lot. True the fans. The second thing that we'll be having come up, you can stay in the frame if you want. <laughs> nah, I'm out. <laughs> that we'll be having come up is um, Walter and I, we're going to record. Oh, we're talking about me again. Okay, I'm coming back in. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're gonna uh, we were gonna record a after dark episode uh, on our YouTube channel over the Australian horror movie Lake Mungo, which is shot like a documentary, but it was too slow for Walter, 
So he canned it. Nope, we, that's definitely what happened. This came Walter's, quick. Walter's baby brain couldn't handle it, so we had to watch something else. Yep. No, okay. Okay, seriously, though, we were like six minutes into Lake Mungo, and it was I was like, I was already like, this movie feels like something that like I need to actually watch and not like not poke, make fun of not poke fun at. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the after dark is yeah. like to watch iconic or interesting or bad things and react yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we very quickly pivoted and watched Absentia, which is Mike Flanagan's first mm-hmm. movie. He is responsible for Haunting of Hill House, Midnight Mass, um, Doctor Sleep, Gerald's Game, some other movies and shows. Um and very, it was fine. Very, very popular movies yeah, and shows. Yeah. No, he's he's yeah. become very popular recently. Yeah. So that'll be coming out at some point. I don't know. Yeah. Sometime this week, right? Um, yeah, probably sometime this week. We'll cool. put that up. Um yeah. on our YouTube channel, Fly Out for Film. What is country. I think it's Flyover Film? Is it Flyover Film or Flyover Film Country? Um, I think it's Flyover Film Country. You know what? Let me look. Country. Let me look. You yeah, guys okay. yeah, 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 yeah. You should probably know that. <laughs> I should probably you, you should probably yeah. know that. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, I I mean, without giving away too much, because I want you all to watch the video, um, I thought it, I gave it a 7 out of 10. And I, gave, I gave it a 6 out of 10 okay, for being a first yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, you can tell it's super low budget, yep. but he did a lot with what he had, yep. so. For sure. Whatever. But it was fun. We had a good time. We did. Some good laughs. We did. Yeah. You got an eyelash on your face right there. Thanks, Lou. There you go. Oh, make a wish. Yeah. <laughs> it's a flyover film country. Flyover film country on YouTube. How many subscribers do we have, producer Olivia? Two. Sweet. Big number. Or is one of them Walters? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. think I've even subscribed to it. I, just, on my other. I haven't. <laughs> I just subscribed, so now we have three. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. It. Um, We're killing November it. Crushing it, guys. Release recommendations. Here's some things we think you should go watch in November. Eternals. Go support yeah. our girl, Chloe Zhao. Yeah. If nothing if else. If anything, support Chloe Zhao. Support Chloe. Support Richard Madden. Support... Gemma Chan. Gemma. Support Gemma. And I love, I love, she's great. I love Kit Harrington. He's great. Yeah. I hope I get to see him be a crazy evil person with a sword who is literally like <laughs> I, armored I heard up he doesn't really do that. What is that character called? What is this? The Black that's Knight. What called? I heard that he doesn't become the Black Knight. Right. Which I don't I'm know like, for a fact. Why? I saw why? that a long time ago. They're just, they're setting him up for the future. Yeah. So this whatever. movie seems like future. it's going to be really boring. It's really long too. Of course, it's two, it's like two and, and a half hours. I think. Long. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's, it's almost three hours. Seeing, I'm like, I'm kind of like it's looking be... forward to it less and less <laughs> now that we're talking about it. It's almost a three hour okay. long movie, all filmed on this beach. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh! It's the outside. <laughs> cool. I didn't it's, know what the world looked like outside Marvel of characters. the studio. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kevin Feige. <laughs> Anyway, all right, what's next? <laughs> We're excited to talk about it. Maybe not less excited to watch it. Here, okay, here's the thing. It, at least I'll be entertained. I think that's like oh, yeah. what yeah. I'll end up like. At, at least I'll be entertained. Yeah. Yep. So um, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters right now. Spencer is coming out on November 5th. I believe we're getting some showings in Little Rock. Are you planning to see Spencer this weekend as well, Olivia? Do you have time? I haven't decided yet. I don't know, but I absolutely want to see Spencer because I want to see Kristen Stewart. Our girl Kristen Stewart. Princess Di. Looks really good. Um, Are you seeing it this weekend? I don't know. I, I haven't made plans yet. 
I think that two hours and 45 minutes might be all that I'll be able to handle <laughs> at the <laughs> theaters. Um, you could watch Spencer twice for the time it takes you to watch probably, Eternals. Probably, probably. Um, you know, that's why, it's, that's why it's called Eternals, actually. It takes an eternity to so watch that long. movie. It feels like it's eternally long. <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh. That was a good one. We have Tick, Tick, Boom. Okay, so... Tick Tick Boom is coming out on November 19th on Netflix. November 19th is a pretty stacked day because there it are three is. things releasing that that we're excited about. We're really excited for Tick Tick Boom is Lin-Manuel Miranda's directing debut starring mm. Andrew Garfield and it's about Jim Larson, is that right? Jonathan Larson. Jonathan Larson. I don't yeah, know anything so, about musicals. We should do a musical episode because we talked about that one time. You know how I feel about musicals. I know, but I think it'd be interesting. Um, Olivia, you like musicals. Um, I like I'm, musicals. And Jonathan, so Jonathan Larson he's was iconic. a real person. He he wrote Rent, which is a very, very popular musical, uh, which I thoroughly enjoy. I think both of you would hate Rent. I can almost guarantee um, you that I would hate it. Yeah, yeah, like like I I'm not even gonna bother saying you guys should just give it a chance. <laughs> no, you guys are gonna hate it. Uh, I love Rent. I actually got to go see it in Memphis like a month after I graduated college, which was really mm. cool. So big fan. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this movie. I've watched the trailer. Have you guys watched the trailer? Yeah, Walter the, has. Well, not. the trailer the trailer really was. Um, it made me interested to watch the movie because musicals with really creative set in production design make make movie musicals worth it for me because it's not mm-hmm. just watching someone sing for the entirety okay. um because it makes mm-hmm. it feel like you are watching a performance and watching like set pieces move around um that's why i'm excited yeah. for um for this movie it it feels like this is the first movie musical we're getting for the, like the first time in a long time where it's going to be more than just like regular life. And then they sing occasionally, you yes, know, yep. like, like it feels not necessarily like across the universe type, but maybe more closer to that than like newsies or something. Sure. Does that make sense? Sure. Yep. So also Vanessa Hudgens is in it and I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, either. Yeah. Ooh that kind of changes things for me a little bit like you <laughs> might want to watch it kind of kind of one of my celebrity crushes is i know i know that's, know that's cringy i know that's bad but ever since i was young and saw her in high school musical it's kind of always been been one of mine that's fair that's how i feel about zach efron so mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i get it yeah cool um second thing <laughs> and moving on all right cool don't care let's go <laughs> Second thing releasing Isaac Isaac didn't get to watch High School Musical because he wasn't allowed to watch anything as a shelter. child. I yeah. didn't have cable. Mm. Yeah, I was reading Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like I'm, a good I'm Christian, so like much a good better because I'm Isaac and read Lord of the Rings as a child. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't smart enough. <laughs> I read The Hobbit. The Hobbit's doable. But I enjoyed The Hobbit more than Lord of the Rings anyway. I haven't made it. I've read... Uh, to this day, I've only read the first Lord of the Rings, not the second. The or Hobbit third. is, in my opinion, more enjoyable. Yep, that's all. I'd agree that. with that. Yeah. Overall, um, second thing sure. releasing on Netflix on November nineteenth, 
which I'm very excited for because I recently watched through all of the anime, which Walter hates. But it's a masterpiece. It's one of my favorite things I've ever watched. It's Cowboy Bebop. The live action adaptation stars John Cho as Spike Spiegel. And we're getting Mustafa Shakir as Jet Black and... Oh, what's the name of the girl who's playing you got Faye? It. You're doing great. Could you? Could you? you got it. I got two out of the three, and uh, Olivia's gonna cover well, for you me. Forgot, you forgot the the one female. All right, the cool. one female. Well, cool. She was in Jurassic Park, though. Jurassic Patriarchy. World, Fallen Kingdom. I know she was in that. Um, Cowboy Bebop is about a crew of mercenaries. Mercenaries and they go and they no bounty hunters, bounty hunters. They go and catch people and they are always broke. They never have enough food and they're always hungry and they just get into shenanigans and they have a pass and it's like kind of heavy, but it's also just really fun and lighthearted. And the reason I started watching the anime is because a couple of my friends watched it in college and they really liked it, but I was never interested in anime. But the reason I started watching it was partially because of that and partially because I love John Cho. And I want. I was like, "What is this? Why did he take this role?" And then I was like, "I'll watch this." And then it became one of my favorite things. And it looks like from the trailers, we're gonna get something really similar to the vibe of the anime. I will say this: as I, as the resident anime and musical hater and movie hater, <laughs> yeah, and just overall <laughs> hater of movies, I I do know from all my friends who watch anime that they have been very disappointed with any kind of live action remake. So, sure. mm-hmm. y'all, I mean, you said the trailer looks like it's gonna be good. I mean, is this gonna be like? Do you think it's gonna stack up, or is it gonna be? Is it gonna be a disappointment? I think like Death Note. What? Like Death Note. A lot of people were disappointed with the live action adaptation of Death Death Note. Right. Oh, Death Note. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Death Jam. Yeah, yeah. Death like death to taxes. Yeah. And note is in. I have a note to write. Um, <laughs> I've never watched Death Note like the anime or the movie, so I can't yeah, speak for that. Either. I just I know that it was a disappointment. I know people um, hated that one. Yeah. yeah. But I think that I think that one thing that makes me feel good about this is because I think the composer is coming back. The original composer, one of the original producers is coming back. And I think that they have taken great care to like carefully like recreate that, the feeling Mm. that you get when you watch it, because there's something whimsical. There's something really dangerous because it's pretty bloody. It's pretty scary in a couple episodes, but it's also really funny. And these characters are great. Great. So, I don't know. I we'll we'll just have to see. Okay. But I will definitely the, watch all of it like that weekend. The nice. actor's name who you were forgetting that was in Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. Is Daniela what? Daniela Pineda. Yes. Oh. So we'll see. So thanks for letting me finish. <laughs> Typical man, the patriarchy once again. Typical man won't let a woman finish her sentence. <laughs> It's fine. Isaac is canceled. All right, was canceled. Did all that work? (laughs) Did all that work of pushing three buttons? (laughs) Yeah. Um. How do you feel about House of Gucci? I was about to say, y'all, y'all tell me about House of Gucci because I don't know anything about this. Oh, I'm so excited for it. I love the cast. It's Ridley Scott, who's having a hell of a year. Mm. 
Because did you guys see? Well, probably not, Walter. Isaac, did you see the last duel? I did not see. The- <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. It's so funny that Olivia we now talked knows about this earlier. Like, <laughs> don't ever be like, Walter. Did you see? Because the answer is going to be no. <laughs> no, no, Olivia. I feel like you and you and I reached the that point in our relationships with Walter today where it's like. We don't even ask him. It's like, <laughs> I saw this movie one time and I know you did it. So I'm just going to tell you what I think, like I thought about because I reminded, reminded me of this one situation. It's like, Walter, well, you listen, didn't see as, that. As a therapist, I pick up on things pretty quickly yeah. and I feel like Walter and I have reached this point in our friendship where I'm aware of what he probably has and has not seen. It's yeah, it's so. pretty accurate. I saw, we haven't gotten to it yet. We're going to talk about like the movies that we all watched this month and <laughs> literally the only other movie I watched this month was Alien. It was because he did a podcast. <laughs> and a podcast. So yeah. <laughs> Alright, y'all keep going. I'm Who sorry. is in House of Gucci? Uh, the one and only Lady Gaga is in it. I'm very excited Ooh. about that. Uh, Adam Driver, our boy who Ooh. we love. Um, Al Pacino. Ooh. Jared Leto, who I don't love. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him. It is what it is. Someone else is in it. Uh, Jeremy Irons is in it. Mm. Jeremy Irons, yep. who's fantastic. Yep, always great so, cast. It's really good cast. Uh, I think everyone but Adam Driver has won an Oscar. So take that for whatever it means to you. It looks like it'll be just a really fun adult drama mm-hmm. with incredible. Mm-hmm weird performances like lady gaga's accent isn't even very good and it's just like kind of problematic like for the italian was, representation I was about to say like it's, what yeah what accent does she do but italian okay yeah. it's italian yeah it's <laughs> it sounds like like twitter doing or like twitter or instagram just like doing an italian accent you know like it just sounds not great. Yeah. Like she's just doing like it feels she's like she's just, just doing, doing the this hand the whole thing. time. <laughs> doing the hand thing. Father, son, and house of Gucci. <laughs> That's like what it sounds like. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. You it's amazing. Tra- I can't I'll, wait for I'll it. watch the trailer for yeah. it. Yeah. We should do a bit where we just uh watch trailers of movies that are coming out. That would be good. Just like play the audio of it on the podcast? Or we could react to it like oh, after okay. dark kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Just an idea. That. Um What's coming out on October, 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 November 24th? <laughs> October. They should have released Hawkeye. Hawkeye's coming out on November 24th. Yes. They should have released it in October. So, so they could have said October. October. Yeah. But, you know, missed opportunity there. Uh, Disney. Disney That's sucks. Stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Know what they're doing. That stupid yeah. mouse. Stupid. They're so much better than everyone. Uh, Isaac, how do you feel about about Hawkeye? I like, was your, not excited I for Hawkeye until I watched the trailer. And the reason I'm excited for it now is two things. Three things. Two things. Um, <laughs> Make your mind up. Kate Bishop is going to be played by our girl, Haley Steinfeld, one of our favorite actresses on this show. Um, And she's awesome as always. The second thing mm-hmm. is they are going to actually focus on Jeremy Renner's character and he's always been sidelined and given just a couple lines in every Mm -hmm. Marvel entry and his art completion, not even completion, but his arc in Avengers Endgame is like 
like you don't care about at all. Um, and so you forget that he's a good actor. He's a weird guy. He has a weird uh, past. Weird um, guy. I think he's whatever. Anyway, moving on. He's a weird guy. He's a problematic guy. Some would say. Yeah, uh, there we go. But there we go. He is a weird guy. He's a good he actor. has had. He like, had an app. I forgot you know, about the that. Just now. Her app was that felt like a fever dream when like, that was going Skiddly on. Skiddly mm-hmm. yeah. like singing to he had a like, whole, when he did like his music. he tried to have a music career. Yeah. Oh yeah, he made like the most car commercial song of all time. Yep. It, sound, it yeah. sounded like it sounded like more Imagine Dragons than Imagine Dragons actually yep. sounds. Yep. It sounded like Imagine Dragons and Nickelback had a baby, yes. and that was that was the result of Just it. Just the most extreme boomer butt rock of all time, and but, I loved yeah. it. Yeah, but rock. I yeah. like that. Uh, no, and, I, and here's, now that we've offended two <laughs> fan bases and an entire generation, but you can you can tell that they're that they're going to focus on him as a character, and like in the trailer, you're like, oh, Hawkeye's cool. Like, there's a scene. This literally, this scene got me excited for this movie. There are there are Russian mobsters, I think, and they throw a Molotov cocktail. They light it, throw it into his apartment. They're throwing it out of his apartment. He punches the glass out, catches it before it lands in the apartment, throws it back, and it explodes on them. He's like he's like Daredevil. It, he's that kind of superhero. This, this and you like, don't see him do anything like that in any of the MCU movies. Yeah. This sounds like quintessential Marvel, though. Go ahead, Walter. No, no, no that's, that's, that's not. I I did, that's like clever action. Like You don't see stuff like that. That's like Daredevil type <laughs> that, stuff. I just, okay. yeah, I'm just I'm saying being too cynical because this might be like, a terrible show. I'm just disagreeing. <laughs> like that's a no. cool scene where I was like, sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Like, I think yeah. like for me, like I tend to push back on MCU a little too hard because I'm a little, I'm too critical of it. Cause I, I have a love hate relationship more on the hate side of the MCU. And so I'm like, I don't know. There are certain, definitely MCU movies. I enjoyed. Like I love Shang Chi. Of course, like some of the early, like Iron Man's and stuff, but like, uh, just, uh, I don't know. I I have I have high hopes for Hawkeye. I did watch the trailer for that one. I do like Haley Steinfeld, and I do think that she'll do a good job with that. And I'll this will probably be the first MCU show that I will watch because I haven't seen the other ones. But I'll watch this one. I think. Yeah. You don't have to. Thanks. Actually, I also know that you won't if you don't want to. So. Yeah. You know me. I know you. Yeah. Um, licorice pizza. Paul Thomas Anderson. November 26th. Who knows if it'll come to Little Rock. Really hope it does. I hope it does. Yep. We get Baby Hoffman. We get Baby Heim. I'm so excited about Baby Heim. Olivia. And Baby Hoffman. It's going to be so good. What's your favorite? Bradley Cooper's in it. Paul Thomas Anderson movie. What? What's your favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie? Now I have to think of Paul Thomas Anderson movies. I don't know. You, I'm going to look and then you you tell me yours. Because I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, I wa Jess and I watched Magnolia a couple months ago, and Magnolia has Tom Cruise's best performance that I've that I have okay. seen. I haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut. I know that pe- some people say that that's his best performance, but his performance in Magnolia is he, you see Tom Cruise the human. And you know, like he's kind of transcended that now. He's kind of like I'm just a weird person who does crazy yeah, stunts, bizarre. and yeah. I'm yeah, a Scientologist. A Scientologist. That's the first thing I think of when I think of Tom Cruise. Is but uh, his yeah. religion. Yeah. Anyway, um, so 
I think the only actual PTA movie I've seen is um, Punch Drunk Love. So I'm going to say every high music video is my favorite thing that he's directed. <laughs> I like Punch Drunk Love, but he, I like the music videos he's directed. That's fair. So. All right. Very good. Licorice Might Pizza. Be a hot take. I'm probably going to be canceled by film bros everywhere. But <laughs> I, don't care. I, I like Punch Drunk Love, but it's a little sparse for me. I like it when there's a lot of things happening and there's a lot of things happening in Magnolia. Blank for a second. It's been a long day. Should we talk about some movie news? Let's talk about movie news. Let's talk uh, about this movie is news. really, I think, the biggest movie news that has happened. Yeah. So... Yep. So, Isaac, take us away. I'm going to talk uh, because Walter wanted some more Marvel news and discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is actually of note. Two of, the, two of the most notable comedic presences in Hollywood are signing on to join the MCU. Bill okay, Murray. Okay, so this is not the biggest news. I was misleading because I did not think you were going to start with that. This. I didn't either. Yeah, you, you threw me for a loop. I figured there. we would end with Rust since there's a little oh, bit yeah, more to talk about. Oh, yeah, we did talk about, about that. Okay. My yeah. bad. I'm sorry. I sucked okay. for lots of reasons today. This is <laughs> okay. just one of them. Bill Murray. I'm blaming the patriarchy. Uh, probably violated his non disclosure agreement with Marvel and told everyone that he's going to, he was cast in Ant Man 3 Quantumania. Ooh, who's he going to play? Wait, who did? What? Bill Murray. Jim? What? What? What, what did Who you miss? Who violated their, their non-disclosure? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I'll, I'll say it again. <laughs> oh, Bill I don't Murray okay. So probably, it sounded like you guys both cut out, and so I was uh, like, what? That's okay. Bill Murray probably violated his non-disclosure agreement with Disney and Marvel and told the world that he was cast in Ant-Man 3 Quantumania and people think he is going to play Paul Rudd's father. Ooh. Mr. Lang, oh. father of Scott Lang. Nice. Huh. And no one knows. Um, but that's all he said. He's like, yeah, I was cast. I'm probably not supposed to say this, but I'm going to be an Ant-Man 3. And everyone was like, what? That's Ant-Man is one of my exceptions to my MCU hate. Per, probably mainly you because I, of my you and I love. Can shake on yeah, that. my love for yep. Paul Rudd kind of transcends my hate for anything else. So yeah, that's fair. We yeah. could we could defend. I mean, we should do a podcast where we actually talk about Ant Man because I love Ant Man. I would love to go back and watch Ant Man. Ant Man Ant Man one. I don't know which one's funnier. Ant Man Ant-Man one. The first one was funnier than the second one. But you get yeah you you get um Paul Rudd and you get. Um, freaking Michael Pena, like mm-hmm. the the two funniest people in the MCU in a, yeah. in the same movie, and it people it's just magic. people shit on Ant Man all the time, and it's like it's funny, it's funnier than Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, like it's it's, it's, it's probably yeah. I would say like one of my one of my uh, points of contention against the MCU is like how quippy they feel like they have to be all the time, like all right. the one liners, and it's like and they're never really that great. The two exceptions. Well, are, guess I'm not doing laundry tonight. Yeah. Green <laughs> 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 screen. Um, my two exceptions would be uh, Iron Man is the first one because uh, I mean Robert Downey Jr. He can do whatever he wants. He was brilliant as Iron Man. Played that role perfect. Great. And then number two, Paul Rudd. Like the way 
the way that they handle humor in those movies is so much better than any other MCU movies. And it's because I, in my opinion, I could be wrong. They approach the movies as comedies or comedy actions instead of action comedies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the Mm -hmm. comedy took precedence over the action and everything else. And that's why it works so well. Yep. Yeah. Big fan of Ant-Man. And of course everybody, Bill Murray is like, he could do no wrong. Like he's another Hollywood sweetheart there, but like loves. when Michael Pena picks up, like you, you have like Michael Pena doing the, like, Oh yeah. My, uh, my friend's girl told me this and then they did that. And then they do that whole monologue where he's like talking over yeah. everyone's, uh, line delivery. But yes, then also when he, really when he picks up, he picks up, uh, Paul Rudd from prison and he's like, Hey man, how's your mom? And he's like, Oh, my mom died. Yeah. My dad got deported but I got this van. <laughs> it's so good. Bora's just staring at him like, oh shit. Perfectly written, perfectly acted. Yeah, big fan of uh, of Ant-Man. So. Um, the second person who's joining the MCU, and I learned this today, and I think he's actually technically still in discussion, but apparently Jim Carrey is going to play MODOK in the MCU. Who's MODOK? MODOK is a guy who's in a huge if you saw a picture of him it looks like 90% of his body is his face but it's like a computer screen mm-hmm. oh but it's like um oh so you you're oh you know you're talking about uh when George Lopez was in Shark Boy and Lava Girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> No, see, I don't That's think exactly Modoc. Just give me George Lopez as yeah. Mr. Electric Please. or whatever, whoever he was. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> Please include a picture of George Lopez. Yeah, no, I'm gonna throw that, that up there in in the video. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to find. There was a there was a thing. He. Let me freaking, see this. Yeah, that's what he looks like, dude. That's that's literally George Lopez. Yep. But but the thing like if you if people know what Modoc looks like and you're like oh Jim Carrey might play him like okay sure like that's another thing for me the reason why I even wanted to talk about it is because Bill Murray's a legend Jim Carrey's also a legend yeah. um the MCU I think that I think that Eternals we might hit a snag where it's like why do we care about these people who are so powerful and they didn't like interfere with humanity right. for all these years there we might hit a bunch of like these people are so powerful, so why should we care? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. we've never had that problem in the MCU because the MCU has always been really relatable people who are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the ways that Marvel can combat that is like if they just a get weirder, please get weirder. Mm-hmm. That's what I think needs to happen. Do crazy, crazy things. Go R rated in mm-hmm. some areas if you can. Um, Blade with Blade, exactly. And then also keep casting good people. Like, like don't get the reputation of like this is not this is another generic western that yeah. John Wayne's in. It's like no, yeah. we want Bill Murray. We want you. Like you're going to have you're going to have chemistry with Paul Rudd. Like no, Jim Carrey. <laughs> we want you to be weird. We want you to do your Sonic the Hedgehog thing in this yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Honestly, Wait, no, no. so why not? Actually. I would be like I'd be even more excited of Jim Carrey being in the MCU if he just plays Doctor Eggman. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure, just, for like, sure. Why not? <laughs> He's just Doctor Eggman. No, no, I'm not saying he plays the same type of character. It's literally Eggman no, in the MCU. Literally the same character. 
and then uh, Sonic the Hedgehog being yeah, but part it's of- the first version of Sonic that everybody hated. We had like human teeth. This- <laughs> That's what I want my MCU. So Idris Elba was asked in an interview. Idris Elba's. Did you play Sonic the Hedgehog growing up? Uh, some yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Did you play it, Olivia? Yeah, of course. Okay, so we all played it. I uh, see. Like, I'm, I'm not weird. I'm not completely yeah, weird. No, I was no, homeschooled. No. Oh, I'm wow, weird, this is the, the first weird. time we've ever had something in yeah, common. Oh, that's crazy. It just Elba's <laughs> playing Knuckles. In yeah, the I'm sequel. actually really excited for that. <laughs> I didn't was... even see the first Sonic movie, and I probably won't. But I will go see the second one just to see Idris Elba as Knuckles. Idris Elba was asked in an interview. I think it was on press. Uh, it was on a press tour for the Suicide Squad. If Knuckles was going to be sexy, and he was like. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Here's the thing. He's like, you can't. Um, I don't think so. It's just my voice. So, <laughs> so the answer is yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what? How can you make Knuckles any sexier than he already is? You know what I mean? He's kind of already a, you, a ten you, on the scale. He's got these spikes in his yeah, voice, guess, and then gonna, that's going to push it to eleven right there. Yep. That's going to really yeah. push it over the edge. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, the last thing sure. we're uh, wanting to cover, and it, this is more we won't, serious. We won't end on a down note, but this is yeah. a much more serious entry. Uh, we can't we can't uh, do a movie news roundup and not discuss the terrible tragedy that occurred on the set of Rust, uh, the Western movie starring Alec Baldwin, um, where a gun miss a prop gun misfired and killed cinematographer Helena. Hutchins and injured the director David Halls. It was mm-hmm. a crazy, crazy um event and we just really feel for uh Miss Hutchins and her family right now. And honestly, um to kick things off, um the the CNN article where that I linked in the dossier had um had an entry as it was being up- updated that Alec Baldwin had been interviewed multiple times. And I want to start there because Alec Baldwin, it is, it was not his responsibility to check the gun. Right. Um, or even to know that the, the bullets were fake or props or what have you. That is the responsibility of another um, set manager. And so what do you guys, wh- what was y'all's reaction to this story? And, um, Specifically to all the hate that Alec Baldwin has received. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I cannot imagine how tough of a spot you'd be in as Alec Baldwin right now, because like, I I mean, I don't know him as a person, but I seriously doubt he's homicidal, you know, or would set up some kind of elaborate uh, trap to kill a cinematographer. You know, like, I I don't like, I think in my opinion, I'm going to, this might, I don't know. In my opinion, I'm not going to say he's entirely innocent because he did fire the gun, I guess, but like, you, d- you don't expect that to happen. Like, that was probably the last thing that he thought was going to happen, right? Because it's a prop gun. It's not supposed to have live rounds or anything. And I think even that's still up in the air about like why a prop gun either had live rounds or something in it that would, you know, potentially kill somebody. Um, I mean, I imagine he's having a, a, a pretty tough time right now. Um, and I think the it, it's hard to say who the uh, who takes full responsibility uh, for this uh, terrible tragedy. But um, like, obviously, 
some kind of prop manager or something in the crew who didn't properly check it or, or, or rushed a process or something. I, I don't know. I know there's a lot of the rumors that have been flying around about it. Um, a lot of people on social media kind of saying things with a uh, little to no uh, basis in fact, or at least no evidence or anything. So um, it's really hard to say. And I don't want to kind of, I don't want to give any like concrete, like here's what I think about this. Like here's whose fault I think it is or anything. I just know that like, it's a really tough situation. Um, obviously tragic, uh, and there are probably a lot of people who feel guilty, even though they didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Yeah. So, Olivia, Olivia uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily have any anything else. Like, I echo your sentiment, Walter. Like, I don't think it's necessarily uh, not even necessarily like it's not Alec Baldwin's fault. That is not his job, mm-hmm. you know, as an actor to to check those things. Um, if you are handed my understanding as someone who has never worked in Hollywood or knows really nothing about it other than what I have just like observed over the years of gaining pop culture trivia. Um, if you are handed a prop and told are told certain things about it, then you expect that to be the case, right? right? Like, like if you are handed a gun, cause I mean, Westerns that, that's the whole point of a Western, mm-hmm. right? Is there's going to be a gunfight at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so gun safety on those films are, of course, really important. And so, like, you have to go through so many, you know, checkpoints, I guess, to make sure that it's a safe environment. And I don't know, I don't know why there was live am- ammunition in it as opposed to, like, blanks or... um anything like that. Like, I, I don't know the ins and out ins and outs of this, but I mean, clearly something went awry at, um, like the prop master or the, the props department, something got messed up. And as a result, mm-hmm. uh, we've lost, you know, someone <laughs> lost their, their daughter, their sister, their family member, their friend. Uh, yeah. and, that's I think the ultimate tragedy uh, behind all this is that, mm-hmm. you know, this is why there are safety and protocol measures mm-hmm. taken for these mm-hmm. kinds of things. And this is why it needs to be taken seriously. Yeah. I have to correct myself because the director of rust is named Joel Souza and David halls is the assistant director who, um, okay. was who handed Alec Baldwin, the gun that fired the fatal shot. Um, and he has since, um, admitted or acknowledged the f- failure to fully check the gun and something more interesting um, that was also um, reported by CNN is that the armorer, which I, I didn't know was a position a yeah. um, on, on sets like this. I'm assuming action sets involving fake weapons um, had been reported to mishandle weapons on previous film projects and her yeah. name is was it, Hannah Gutierrez. I think, what was that? Sorry. Her, uh, the armor's name is Hannah Gutierrez who is 24 years old, which is crazy. Cause that's younger than us. Oh my God. Yeah. There was an article or a headline. Maybe it was just a headline. I don't remember, but Eric sent it to us. I can't remember if it was on Twitter or Instagram that said that, you know, someone, 
I wish I could remember this. Now I feel like I shouldn't bring it up at all because I don't know. I don't know all the facts, but that that someone who was on, involved in this was fired from a set that was actually being filmed in Arkansas oh. for mishandling props. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And let me see if I can go back. I want to say it was on Twitter. While you're so looking I'm for that, see if I can I'll find read. It, um, so Stu Brumbaugh, uh, the key grip on the old way. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a movie. I don't, I've never heard of that. Um, told CNN that Gutierrez had handled guns on the set of another project in a reckless manner. And he urged the film's assistant director to fire her. He said, there's a universal way to handle weapons on set. And immediately red flags went up when I worked with Hannah. This is why I asked for her dismissal. This is why people get injured because of rookie mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this this movie starred Nicolas Cage. I'm, I'm not laughing at this incident. I'm laughing because Nicolas Cage is one of my favorite people in the world. Um, he cited an incident in which Gutierrez fired a gun near Nicolas Cage without warning. Yeah. And Cage said, mm-hmm. make an announcement. You just blew my effing eardrums out. And then stormed off the and set. And then he stormed off the set. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy because and then he goes on to say that uh uh that she's the most inexperienced armorer i had ever worked with i have no idea why she wasn't let go that's crazy yeah she just fired a round into the ground yeah so wild wow long story Uh, short i i think that this has someone made the made a point not to get political but someone made the point that like someone dies on the set of a movie and and everyone's all up in arms and furious at Alec Baldwin and calling for uh, reformed mm-hmm. um, safety protocols mm-hmm. on movie sets, which I'm in full support of. And also, uh, but they also said, but no one wants to talk about keeping guns from killing people in real life and any any further sort of gun legislation yeah, to I ban mean, that is an dangerous weapons, which I was like, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But... Other people like Scott Derrickson, a director who I really, really respect, um, had some really interesting thoughts on this and spoke out and as have a lot of producers and actors. Um, and, and Scott Derrickson said something to the, or he tweeted something to the effect of these accidents happen because of, um, because of like rush production. Mm-hmm. You're trying to mm-hmm. save a buck. Someone gets hurt. Like every mm-hmm. time he's yeah. seen it happen. Um, so it's just, is like a really sad event. Um, but also one that I think will hopefully lead to positive change for yeah. um, the, inter- this, the entertainment industry. Yeah. yeah. I found that article that Eric sent us. He sent it to us on Twitter and it's from news five in, in Arkansas. And uh, the assistant director, David Hall's, who is the one who handed out Baldwin the gun. Um, he was fired from the production of Freedom's Path, which was shot entirely in Northwest Arkansas, after a gun went off on set and wounded a film crew member. Um, so apparently a producer for Freedom Freedom's Path told the AP that, that Halls was removed from the set following the gun being unexpectedly discharged. So Yeah, that's sad. I th- I think to, I mean, I don't know if that was the, the incident or the case with what you were talking about as far as like Scott Derrickson's tweet about 
you know, people get hurt when we're trying to save a buck. But I think that 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 just kind of goes back to this idea that, you know, safety needs to kind of that, that it always needs to be the utmost importance. Because mm-hmm. if, if you aren't taking care of the people who are on your set or who are, you know, it, this in general, if you aren't taking care of the people who you are working with that are around you, then something bad is going to happen. Yeah. Yep. And in this case, something horrific mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. It's crazy. Sad. Really sad. Um, I don't have any further thoughts on this. I don't know if you do. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I think we, we covered it all. Yep. But we no, really hope I'm, that I'm this good. will inspire change for, um, yeah. For yeah. everyone, because the entertainment industry employs a lot of people and really want all of them to be safe. Yeah. And I'll, I will say this. Well, well I'll, I'll end this, sec- this segment on this, but um, it is, it's very easy and I'm guilty of it too, to hear something like this and then immediately go and read a bunch of rumors and even spread those rumors and just kind of go crazy with all that. Um, so as is the case with other sensitive, uh, big media topics like this, like I would encourage our like you said, Olivia, three listeners too. Uh, if you are listening to this, um, you know, make sure that you are paying attention to only the facts. Um, and if you read anything or hear anything about this, make sure you're able to look it up and back it up. Um, cause it's a very sensitive situation. Um, and I mean, social media can just kind of be a cesspool of just, you know, awful off the wall type stuff. So, yep. um, so yeah, just let, let the, process happen let them find out you know the investigation keep going uh somebody is responsible for it and so i hope that person is brought to some kind of justice so um but it's a sensitive complex situation so um yeah that's it that's yeah. and that is it for our movie news roundup um we hope that you will tune in for eternals this coming saturday mm-hmm. And whoop, whoop. um, what, what else? Oh yeah, Lake, not Lake Mongo. Uh, <laughs> the other one, Absentia. Absentia is coming dark. sometime this week. Yeah, yeah, and that's again for those of you who might not know what it is. After Dark is a new, um, uh, sister kind of thing we're doing. Yeah, sister uh, project to the podcast. Um, where Isaac and I uh, watch movies and do a live reaction and put the highlights up on YouTube. Uh, the first one a few weeks ago was for the original Halloween movie. It was really fun. We it was fun. It. Yeah, you can watch that on our YouTube. Uh, and the one that we filmed tonight for Absentia will be coming out this week. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Find our YouTube at Flyover Film Country. Uh, subscribe. Uh, let's, let's Twitter, hit. Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. If we can hit 10 subscribers on our YouTube we will have <laughs> by the made end of it. November, then I, will, I can die a happy man. So... <laughs> Sweet. All right. Sweet. Yeah. That feels very doable. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we can yeah. do that. Um. Yeah. No, I'm excited about watching the newest uh flyover after dark. Yeah. So be a lot of fun. Woo. All right, Woo. Olivia. Thank you for joining us, Walter. Thank you for joining us and producing this episode. Yeah. And uh, you're welcome for using my house to also record this one. <laughs> And my equipment. So (laughs) thank you all for tuning in. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share this with anyone who might be interested in the topics that we discussed today, or just likes to listen to three jolly fellows and madam talk about all things movies. That's it. That's it. Yeah. We'll talk to y'all later. Peace out. Bye.